This is the 1804. I really have to give a great thank you to the people that have encouraged me to get back into the podcasting game, get back into the podcasting world, because they missed my first creation, which was the the direct deposit. The direct deposit was great, but it had to be folded up. I had to go gain more experience within the production world in order to come back and give you the 1804. And that is what we're doing here today. The 1804 is a direct launch. It's a cultural podcast. It's a spiritual podcast. It's a podcast for building people up. It builds up an offensive mindset. Something's foreign within this white system of oppression. It's, it's foreign. You never have an offensive, independent black mindset. You don't think that way. You haven't, the system doesn't teach you to think that way. It's not something that's natural to the system. They're not going to teach you how to think independently of it. That's what they teach at large schools. That's what they teach at Phillips Andover. That's what they teach at Governor Dumner Academy. That's what the elite teach their kids, how to be independent and not dependent of the system, but how to work independently of it and not be subjected to it. How do you, and because they're independent, they use it to subject other people. Today's a momentous day. The reason why I even chose to do this podcast today is because it's Columbus Day. Today is the day that Columbus crossed and landed on this part of the world, the new world, and unleashed an evil that has never been unleashed in this part of the world before. You have to understand what type of world this was before Columbus got here. I'm going to tell you what type of world this was. The 1804 will tell you. When Columbus first came here, you have to understand, when when the boats were approaching the Bahamas and and the water where Columbus was first coming in, the people couldn't see the boats. It was such a foreign concept to them that they couldn't see the boats. You imagine something being in front and you can't see it because it's just such a new technology. Your brain can't can't understand. I mean, your brain has seen little boats before. You've seen little canoes, but has never seen these big boats with these big sails on them coming in and people looking at you with these weird outfits. It, It would be the equivalent of an alien spaceship coming up in the sky, and our brain can't make, we've seen planes before, but we haven't seen this thing zip to the side, move up, turn upside down, and stay in these weird people coming out of it. So with Columbus, you have to understand, the world that these people were coming into, this was a different type of world. Animals would come up to these people. They didn't run from people. The birds would come up and land on the Indians and sing them a song. I haven't seen you in a while. Where have you been? You've been sick? Ah, man, you know, I've just been inside the house and chilling with these these Indians. They would cry when they had to catch a a buffalo or a cow or a pig. They would cry because they had to to eat it. Like, no, we have to sustain this. This this is Jerry. We, We can't do this to Jerry. I know this pig feel horrible making bacon out of him like this, but, you know, he is our pig. We have to sustain and use everything of this pig. And literally, that's how they felt. 
about the environment, about people, ab- about everything, because they didn't, they were not okay with just using things just to use it. Not okay with wasting things. These weren't a wasteful people. And they were so generous that they welcomed Columbus and his whole genocidal crew in. And their evil in. And the world has not been the same ever since. Columbus and his people just could not stop being evil. It was just in their nature. It's like, how could you be so evil? These people welcomed them in. And they unleashed the evil of Europe upon them. You got to understand, white people are the most evil people, beings in the universe. They, They surpass the devil himself. There are some things that white people do that the devil has to take notes. Like, well, I didn't think about it. Damn, you, you guys are good. Wow. Like, there are literally things that white people do that the devil has to sit back and be like, I never thought about that before. You know, I, I've never thought about taking the credit for the work of God before. I never thought about taking somebody else's credit for their work. You guys are, wow. Amazing. Amazing. I've never thought about getting a whole group of people hooked on drugs. I mean, I'm usually free will. You know, I usually give them a choice. But you, you make it look so good. You make it look so good. I never thought about building a whole system of oppression. Usually I give people a choice. You know, I'll give them some type of debt or something like that. And, you know, but you, you you, you are amazing. It's, It's crazy to even think about. I've never thought about traveling to new places to people that have never done anything, don't know evil, and just grabbing them, raping them, and taking everything that they have. You know, I never thought about not trading fairly with people that we don't know. I never thought about that. You gave them clothes for gold? That's amazing. Gave them a nice little tin hat for gold. It's amazing. And this is what you got to consider when you're dealing directly with white people. The white people of Columbus and their exports and, and, and what they brought. Because it, it, it's evil. It's purely, it's purely evil. There's nothing else to think. When you think of Columbus and you think of Indigenous Peoples Day... You must necessarily think about the evils that these people have brought on to the world. The world wasn't okay with them coming. You got to be honest about that. Usually when a foreign virus or a concept enters into your body or into any part of nature that's not supposed to be in, nature will automatically start to fight that foreign entity, that evil entity, that virus. And Columbus was a virus that came into the New World, and the New World started to fight it. The animals ran away. For the first time, when Columbus first landed off, the animals were just gone. We, we don't know. These, these people smell different. We got to get away from these people because these people are evil. There's something off about them that we don't like. 
for the animals that have been with these people for centuries would land on their shoulders, would come around. They just stopped coming around. The Indians didn't know why, but they just thought it was off that this happened. But nature knows. The area started to attack the people. These mosquitoes came out and started biting them. And a majority of Columbus's first crew and staff died of natural tropical diseases. Praise God. Because what happened was that they were trying to get rid of this foreign evil entity that was there. Nature will go crazy to get rid of something that's not supposed to be there. And literally, the, the malaria came in, yellow fever, you know, the usual suspects. Now, the Indians, the, excuse me, the Native Americans were not susceptible to this because they were naturally supposed to be there. They, they weren't there to exploit. They weren't there to rape. They were just there. on their land in Columbus and his people were not supposed to be there. So naturally the environment is trying to expel this foreign entity that has entered into the environment. So it's trying to exactly kill Columbus and his crew because you're not supposed to be there. We know you're a foreign evil entity. You smell different. Your food is different. You've lived on a dirty ship. You stink. Get out of here. The animals are running away. Everyone else is running away. Why? Because Columbus is a foreign entity. He's unnatural. Columbus, unlike the Indians... Columbus didn't have a soul. And most white people don't have souls. Let me be very clear about that. They do not have souls. You know, if you're living in the system with them, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. Because when you don't have a soul, you don't have rhythm. You can't dance. You might, it looks like a robot's trying to dance. You know, it's kind of like when they're talking about artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence can't draw. Artificial intelligence can't dance. Artificial intelligence can't make art or music or even understand what that is because that is a human concept. That's a concept from that comes from having a soul. And when you don't have a soul, you don't understand those things. You have to literally try to copy them like a program, like an artificial program would try to copy such a thing. AI, artificial intelligence would try to have to copy that. He would have to look at it and be like, oh, maybe I can make a copy. Sound familiar? So you have no rhythm, you have no soul. You have no food. Your food is literally anything. You could be out there eating dirt, lettuce, whatever it is, leaves of any sort. You don't know what flavor is. The first time you get a spice, you might start a war. Literally, you might start a war. You might not know how to boil or, you, I mean, you might not know how to cook chicken properly and clean it up before you, you ingest it into your body. You might not know about that stuff because you don't have a soul. You go, can't taste. 
you might not be able to handle something too spicy. Why? Because you don't have a soul. Now, the Indians coming in, again, excuse me, the Native Americans knew something was off. They just didn't know what it was. And by the time they figured it out, that Columbus was not a human being just like them. Columbus was a soulless being, incapable of atrocities and rape and killing. That what he had exported, that what they thought was initially something that looked like them, breathed like them, and maybe was off in color, would change color because of the environment. Columbus would turn purple, blue, green, depending on where he was. His face got red, he was very sweaty, and he stunk. He smelled differently. But what they didn't understand about Columbus was the evil that lurked inside of him, what he was bringing. He was the direct exporter of this evil. And they didn't understand it until he started to kidnap the women in the villages, take them back onto his ship, and rape them. There were detailed accounts of Columbus giving these little 16 children of Indians to his shipmates and stuff. Well, I'll give you that one, but you, we have to, you have to work harder and bring in me more gold because I'm not going to give you more of these, you know, the, the, as if talking about them as if they're inventory and not the people of the land that he just landed on. You have to understand the evilness of the white supremacy that Columbus had exported with himself from the land of Europe. It's the lies. It's the lies that come packaged with the white supremacist Bible. It's the lies. It's the lies. They came underneath the guise of spreading Christianity, and then they came back with boats full of gold. They brought back a couple of the of the Native American kidnaps, kidnap people. But in the end, they didn't make it because Europe was full of diseases. Europe stunk. It was a stench and they weren't used to being in such sunless, evil environments with such microbes. These people were very dirty. I want to be very clear with you. They were dirty. This is before they knew how to shower very well. This is, this is before, you know, they would grab, they would literally kill a chicken, not pluck it, put it into a pot and boil it. And that's how they ate. These Native Americans had never eaten that way before. They died. There's too much microbes. What, what? But Columbus's main export out of Europe was white supremacy, subjugation, and evil. It was that system that he knew. Nothing else. Columbus didn't bring culture because the Native Americans already had culture. He didn't bring anything else. You got to understand that there are witnesses to this evil. There are literal witnesses to this evil. God's a witness to this evil. 
You understand? God throws white people's prayers into the trash because their hands are covered in God, blood. And God literally tells white people, stop being evil. Stop it. The system is so far surpassed anything ever seen. It surpassed everyone on the face of the earth. This system today of white supremacy. It's the worst one that there's ever been. And the consequences, the way the system is built up, it's irrevocable. What does that mean? There's no going back. Too much has been done. This is compounded evil upon generation, upon generation, upon generation. Literally 250,000 people die a day around the world because of white supremacy. Because of the work that began with Columbus. 250,000 people a day die because of white supremacy. Because of the system that they've built that is not built upon equity nor meritocracy, but needs more evil to sustain itself. You have to understand, Evil is a non-renewable resource. Oppression and misery is a non-renewable resource. You need to up the need to up the efforts of the evil. That's what you have to do. You have to up the efforts of the evil. You know, it starts out with a simple war. Then it goes up to an invasion of sorts and you start to annex places and then you have to do a great war. Then you have to go back and do another bigger war. Then you have to drop massive weapons of annihilation on people and kill hundreds of thousands upon millions of people just to sustain the system. And every few years or so, it takes more and more and more. I'm telling you, it's a non-sustainable system. It's at the end right now, this system of white supremacy. There are people starving in Yemen right now because of the system of white supremacy. Kids in Iran can't eat right now because of the system of white supremacy. There are white, even white people are ODing off of drugs right now. It's cannibalizing itself because of this same system of white supremacy. I'm telling you, this compounded evil, this Rockefeller evil, this Kennedy evil, this Roosevelt evil, this evil that began with Columbus, it is cannibalizing itself. It's eating itself. Because it's gotten too big. It's gotten too big. Usually when you start to mention that we're going to take away this evil, we're going to correct it, a white person will come out and say, my grandfather committed a lot of evil atrocities for me to be able to live this way today. You see, white people are very, very aware of this unequal system. 
They know it exists. They know they benefit from it. And anything else for them, they know they cannot partake or participate within the system when it becomes equal. It's the same thing as, I mean, because whiteness is true mediocrity. You, got, you have to understand, it's mediocre in every aspect. That's why they like to shut the door on it being a meritocracy. That means it be people being judged equally based upon the best of their skill. Black people have beaten white people in every single sphere of life. Don't listen to white lies. That's another white creation, white lies. The lie is so, is so ingrained within them. It's such in their nature to lie that they, it, it literally, it slips out in their language. It's a white lie. Don't listen to them white lies. Don't listen to them white eyes when they tell you your, your kid aren't, isn't smart like the white kid. Don't listen to that white lie because I can point to you millions of children in the United States that live independently of the white system. That means that they grew up in an immigrant household independent of the white system with three different pillars of church, school, and home that outperform the white student. And I'll show you those, those kids. They're really, it's a true thing. Don't listen to them that tell you that Black people are lazy. That, that's the biggest, that's another white lie. You got to catch them at this. Black people, all they want to do is literally work. They just want to work and receive equity, equitable pay for their work. They're not going to work for pennies on the dollar for you. It's not going to happen. Literally, there are black people that have passed as white people to get a job and have done the job so well because their life literally depended upon it that they have altered the course of history. There are black people that have gotten jobs at paint places, at, at a paint chemical factory and have made steroids of, of medicine and have grown food and have gone way beyond what their position was. So don't listen to those white lies. The white lie is a monstrosity. It's, it's what Columbus brought to, exported with him into the new world. And it's not something that you should listen to, the white lie. The white lie is what Columbus told the Indians. Uh, I'm, I'm here to help you out and to help build your community and to build the relationship of us coming together and growing. The whole time he's saying this, he has his eye on the gold. Go get me some more gold now. You know, I need some more. He has his eye on the gold. He stinks and he has his eye on the gold. He smells like rotten mayonnaise because he's been on a boat with other people that smell like rotten mayonnaise. Had wet dogs with them as well, because you did came out of the ocean and they it, it was disgusting. The Indians are basically holding their noses that all the animals have run away that he brought with them. Those white lies that he told are still prevalent in our society today. And on Columbus Day, I want to expose them and let you know: don't trust white people. Don't trust white people without first prepondering the evidence.
The Indians should have done this. Well, what, why did the animals run away? They smell. There's something off about them. Go get the spears and get them out of here. We got to preponder that evidence. You today, you got to preponder the evidence when you talk to a white person. Never take their word for it. If you assume everything that comes out of a white person's mouth is a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. You have to trust yourself, trust your training, trust your instincts, trust your heart before you trust a white person. Literally, get it down and right. There's nothing that, fear, that a white person fears most than anything else is them putting something down and writing and being held accountable to it. Because over time, the truth is going to reveal itself and their name is on it and they're more afraid of that than anything else. If those white people, if those Indians, excuse me, if there's those Native Americans would have came out and told Columbus, hey, I'm going to need you to put it down in writing for me that you're not here to do anything whatsoever. I mean, under the penalty of perjury, why don't you just, we work something out, just write it out for me. Columbus would have backed off right away. Maybe this isn't the right place that I need to be right now. Same thing, if you have a doctor that is refusing you medicine because you're a black woman and he thinks you can handle the pain, have him notated down. Have him write his name down that he is refusing to give you medicine. He or she is white and she is refusing to give you medicine and refusing to acknowledge your pain and the justification for that and have them print it out and give it to you and notate it in your chart. I guarantee you that doctor will step back. Oh, I, I, maybe I wasn't seeing this. Through. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Because when white people are held accountable, or they know they're going to be held accountable. They know that somebody you're gonna take that paper back. You might not know what to do, but you're gonna take it back to somebody that knows what to do with it, and they're gonna get dealt with. Oh my good. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's they become the equal people you've ever seen. It, it, it is amazing to see it. To stare them down and tell them, I know what to do. I know what you're doing is wrong. Stand close to the procedure. White people love to take advantage of people like Columbus, that don't know better. People that are naturally good-hearted and don't know better, they like to take advantage of them. That's natural. That's the homeostasis of being white. That's what it is. That's what Columbus brought into this new world. Be that one thing. The Indians didn't know, but they didn't know the value of gold. It was just around. Did Columbus come up and tell them? To no, no. It started killing, murdering, raping, and taking gold. That's what he came here to do. He didn't come here to help. And this is the man that, that you want to celebrate. This is your king, Columbus, huh? Columbus deserves a day for raping, for killing, for murdering, for pillaging. He deserves a day. That's why on a day is like this, that's why I chose to rise it up and publish the 1804 today because the Indians didn't always just sit back and take it. And be very clear about that. Those Indians became Africans and then they took their land back. It's not all, white supremacy is not undefeated. Let me be very clear. Don't listen to the white lies now. 
It's not undefeated. It's not an undefeated system. The compounded evil doesn't always compound. Sometimes people say, you know what? I'm not going to play your game. No. And the white supremacist has to run away and, and, and go back to the caves that it came from. Because the world, they don't control everything within the world. Let me be very clear about that. They do not control everything within the world. There are spears of life that they do not have any influence in. And their time's coming to an end. Now, you can't commit and compound all that evil and say that you're not going to pay for it. The, the, the white person knows. Columbus knew. Columbus paid for it. He died. He didn't die back in Europe. I'm telling you that right now. He died in, in those woods. He, he, <laughs> think the environment didn't deal with Columbus? He died. And white people know too. What White people naturally, their minds know. It's deep within their subconscious. Their minds know the evil that they've done and they feel guilty about it. And when once they know they're going to be held accountable, somebody's going to point to something on a piece of paper and say, you, you've done a lot of evil, man. You've benefited from a lot of evil. Well, it's stated right here, right here. My God, whoa. Everything that you've built has been built off of evil and misery and pain of others. You can't come here. You can't step any further. And you got to know this. Within the spiritual world and deep within white, white people's minds and the recesses of the minds, they know. That's why anything that is associated with black is considered evil. A black cat walks in front of a white person. White person will go crazy and go jump in front of a train or will, will their heart will stop working that night. Or they might put themselves in a situation subconsciously that gets them killed that night because the black cat walked in front of them. It's, a, it's an automatic trigger in their subconscious because of white supremacy that they have to go in kill themselves. I mean, it, it's something has to happen to them that, that is unfortunate. It's automatic. Their brain knows what to do. White people even try to illustrate this in their stories. There was a man by the name of Edgar Allan Poe that wrote a story about a, a raven that came and tormented him in his mansion. All the raven said was forevermore. Literally, forevermore, you're going to pay for what you... And he knew in his head, what, forevermore? What, what do you mean? And he's in the ravens looking around the mansion. He's like, how did you get all this stuff? And he has to think for himself. What, what, what do you... He starts to go crazy. Because he knows what the answer is. He knows what he did. He knows it's directly because of white supremacy that he has all that stuff that he has and gained all those riches. He knows it's because of Columbus. He knows exactly what he's done. He knows all the blood and all the trails and all the pain and the misery that has been compounded for him to have that mansion. And that man loses his mind. And white people say the raven is the most, is the most 
is the most evilest bird out there. It's an evil omen. It, it's, it's evil. Black cats are evil. They're evil. I'm telling you, they are e they're evil to you. They're evil to white people. Remember that. They're evil to white people. They're evil in Western Europe. They're evil. They're not evil to, to every all of us out here. Black cats are actually considered good luck. In some cultures, independent of white people, of white culture. They're considered good luck. It's a great thing when a black cat comes up. If it comes up to you, oh man, you, you are blessed. It is, you're gonna experience great luck. But that's not for everyone. Let me be very clear. There are some that it, mean, it doesn't mean too good. It's not a good thing when a black cat comes up to you and wants to, you, it's probably going to conjure up some bad ideas if you're white. Be very clear with you. A raven is actually not a bad thing. Ravens are actually biblical creatures. Noah was sent the raven out. When Jesus was out in, in the desert, it's the ravens that came to him pointed to them. Ravens fed Elijah. They're, they're not evil animals. They're not evil birds. But to white people, they are the worst thing around. They torment them. Imagine a biblical bird tormenting a thing. Things in the Bible aren't meant to torment you. Unless if you're on the wrong side. Unless if you do evil. Unless if you support an evil system of oppression and misery and pain. I feel, I, I don't feel, I, it's, it's not something that I can say. I mean, when Satan has to take notes from you, you're in a spear all by yourself. There's no coming back from that. Now there are, feel obligated to say this, there are a few good white people out there. John Brown, Charles Sumner. There are a few good white people out there. I'm gonna be very clear about that. There are a few. But they're the majority. It's, it's 98 to 2%. You would literally, it would be, these, this 2% would have to do all the good work of the world to literally outdo the evil of the 98%. It's kind of like when you hear that the one top 1% of the world, of, of the United States, owns all the wealth of the bottom of the 60%. It's, but it, it doesn't work that way. You can't do that much good to outdo the evil, the compounded evil dating back to Columbus that you've done on non-white people on the people of color, on the indigenous people, on the invite, you, it, the list is long. It's a long list. It goes back to the 1400s. 
if it doesn't predate even then, but it goes back to the 1400s. And everything has been attributed and you will be held accountable for everything. But I want to tell you the story of Columbus is not one of heartbreak because nine months later, the day of celebration was when those women had the children and they said now they could fight. That's what they celebrated. They said now they could fight. They knew they'd be back, but they would train those children to fight. And they did fight. The 1804 is about that fight. It's about that fight directly that those indigenous people, again, with the more subjected and oppressed people that Columbus came back and brought, the African people came together and fought. And they expelled them from the countries that they were in, like the viruses they were. This is the 1804. I'm going to take you on that journey. I'm going to tell you what hasn't been told before. They're not going to teach you this in your school systems. The, the oppressor wouldn't teach you this because it teaches you to stand up and to think independently of the oppressor. And it teaches you his weak points that the oppressor can be beaten. White people, they're not going to teach you this. This is the parts of the Bible that, that they would cut out before they give it to, a, to an indigenous person, to a black person, to a slave. These are the parts that they would cut out. Well, you can't really know about this. This could mean my destruction. This would confuse you. You don't want to know about it. This would confuse you. I know what's best for you. You got to watch out for the white lie. Always be aware of the white lie and watch out for the white lie. If there's one thing that you take away from this is watch out for the white lie and ask for the report. Ask for the report. Ask for the for a record. Ask for the confirmation number. Ask for it to be notated. Ask for a copy of the notation. Get it in email. Get it in writing. Do not trust the white person at all, especially when it comes to matters of your children, your family, your health. Don't trust the white person. Don't trust them. Don't trust them. Don't trust the white lies. Don't trust that person. This is a podcast. I'm not regulated by the FCC or anyone else. I'm telling you not to trust the white person. Don't do it. Even if you think you're inclined to do it, take some time. Sit on the decision. Get it down in writing. Go back and think about it. Because back to the days of Columbus, even on this land that you live on today, it was a white lie that got it for you. Someone had to die. Someone had trusted them and had to die for you to even be here. So again, knowing that piece of knowledge, again, I'm telling you, the 1804 is an independent mindset. With independence, you're not obligated to any side. You're obligated to you, the community of you. That's what you're obligated to. 
And within the community, what I'm telling you is to take the report from the white person. Whenever you're about to do business with it, take the report. Go sit on it. Relax. Take a bath. Watch your favorite TV show. Watch your game. And then you go back and you look at it in absence of that white person. And then you make your decision. You always make the right decision at that point. You'll be able to see the traps and the snares that they put into the, into the document. If they're even willing to give it up. Understand that. Get the report. Get the proposal. Get the confirmation number. Get the notation of the record. They hate that stuff. This is the 1804. This is, this is the heat that I'm bringing on this podcast. This is the truth that I'm bringing to you. On Columbus Day, I'm telling you the truth about Columbus. Columbus was a wet dog. Columbus was a rapist. Columbus was a white supremacist. Columbus exported those ideals from Europe. Columbus was the start of this compounding of evil that compounds by the day on white people. The future value of that evil is horrible. You know, when something compounds, you know, it has a value of today. The value of today of white supremacy is the beautiful system of oppression that they've set up. It's the inequality in pay. It's the inequality in health care. It's the inequality in educational attainment. It's the misery that a qualified person feels when they apply for a position and they're looked over for somebody who's unqualified. It's nepotism. It's the unequal distribution of resources. That's the system. It's the millions of people that starve daily around the globe. It's the people that can't access. It's the people that live in a country that is so rich in resources and they can't access it. That's because of white supremacy. That's the present value of the system. They benefit from that. I'm going to tell you which specific countries, how the system works, exactly who's who, where's where within the system. The mechanisms of the system, this present value system that they've oh so well benefited from. But the future value of that system is, I'm going to tell you what it is. The future value of that system is white people are being evicted from the earth. They have no home. They have no soul. They are literally, it's better for you to be in your position right now because your, your earth's going to be yours. They are being evicted from the earth. Climate change is not a black issue. It's not a non-black person's issue. It is a white issue. The average temperature of the world is going to go up to about 110, 105 degrees. The average temperature. Now, if you're from a tropical climate, huh, whatever. It's going to be hot again, okay? Some places it's hot every single day. If you're from a tropical climate, sub-Saharan, 
Amazon, China, India, even Russia. It's it's not, it's uh, mosquitoes and stuff. I mean, it's, uh, but to a white person, you're going to turn purple, green, yellow, blue. There's going to be specific diseases that are out there for them. Diseases that you have a guard against. I mean, but they're going to come after them. The sun will literally give them, try to kill them. The sun, the life-giving force of this solar system, you see, it's even named after it, the solar system, the star that the planet roves, I mean, that, that the planet orbits, is trying to kill a certain section, is the enemy of a certain section of people. It gives them cancer. Sunblock is a foreign concept in the majority of the world. It's a foreign concept. Sunblock, what, what? why we need to block the sun? The same sun that, that powers that plant over there, the same sun, why do we need to block that sun for it? And the reason why is it's the evil that you've done is compounded. You're being evicted from the earth. You're being, you're getting, the sun is giving white people an eviction notice to leave the planet. They have to the end of this century to figure out a way to get off of this planet. That's why they're rushing so hard to figure out how we're going to live on Mars. But you can't live on the surface of Mars because there's too much radiation. You have to live underneath Mars in the caves. White people have to leave. They're going to have to be on a spaceship somewhere orbiting Titan or Saturn, extracting from urine and feces water that they have to cook and eat with. That doesn't sound like a good life to me. It, it, it's, it's the future. It's what you have to pay for being evil. We can only take so much, and your eviction notice has been granted. By the year 2100, you have to leave. It's, it's going to become inhospitable for a white person to be here. You know, it's written somewhere, the meek shall inherit the earth. These people have been meek, haven't fought you anywhere, have literally gone along with the system, but enough's enough. The future value of white supremacy is that. It's the bleak issue, no soul, and you're living out in space. You know, your body changes physiologically when, when you go out to a different environment. They're going to they're gonna change. I know you've seen the pictures of what, of what aliens are supposed to look like, but time, as they say, rolls differently when you go out to space and you start meshing with gravitational pulls. I've seen Interstellar. I, I, I don't know how to explain the deep mechanisms of that science, but I'm telling you, it changes. And it can change you as a person too. Your body doesn't need all that height. You become small because you're used to living inside of a spaceship. If you're not used to light, your eyes become dark. Your head may become so, it's, it's a lot to explain, but I'm telling you, it's over.
It's only a matter of time. This is the 1804. I will see you guys next week. Subscribe. Stay tuned. Got a lot coming. Again, I'm Kenny Pierre. This is the 1804. You can call me KP. This is my podcast. This is the reiteration. Again, thank you for seeing us today. This has been the 1804 Publishing's production. We're grateful to have you. Thank you for tuning in to the first inaugural episode of the 1804.